0: our business
1: to learn more visit occmgmt.com or call 316-262-3331
2: i thought learning a language would be too much work but Babbel makes learning fun J'aime Babel.
3: Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes and soon you turn and realize hey i'm starting to speak another language how'd that happen
4: Babbel isn't robots talking you learn words and phrases from real native speakers i was ready for real life conversations in just a few weeks so easy. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
5: Babbel.com.
6: Get in zone. Auto zone,
5: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Pennzoil Platinum can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $38.99. Get everything you need for better fuel efficiency at any of our 6200 stores or on AutoZone.com.
6: Get in zone, AutoZone.
4: Restrictions apply. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate on that heavy shelf you hung yesterday. Turns out you didn't use enough anchors. Wait, you didn't use any anchors? <laughs> now you've got an open floor plan, trendy. And if you have the wrong home insurance, you could need a wall of money to fix this. So get home insurance with Allstate and be better protected from mayhem, like me.
7: Based on coverage
3: and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's list is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A N G I. Or download the app
0: today.
4: This is sports. sports I'm Kevin Winter, news we're following out of college football this afternoon, according to ESPN's Pete Campbell. Chip Kelly expected to leave UCLA as their head coach. they will become the next offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Remember. Ryan Day had given up play-calling duties, and his hand-picked successor it was Bill O'Brien, the former Patriots offensive coordinator. But all indications are that O'Brien is going to become the new head coach at Boston College, which left the vacancy at Ohio State. Enter Chip Kelly. Former Mets, shell manager Billy Eppler has been suspended by Major League Baseball through this year's World Series by Commissioner Rob Manfred. For misuse of the injured list, the conclusion was Epler instructed the Mets to lie about injuries in order to create open roster spots for the 2022-2023 seasons. Two-time American League Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber has announced his retirement after 13 years on the job. Waste Management Phoenix Open, TPC Scottsdale, the Stadium Course, Round Two. Better playing conditions today. Nick Taylor, 10 under par, as a one-shot lead over Andrew Novak. NBA tonight, light schedule. Just seven games, six games on the dock, including the Celtics and the Wizards in Boston. Hey, it's your
7: resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Cannon. Coming on Monday, I'll give you my biggest takeaways from Super Bowl 58. It's on Sportsman Live, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPN U. This is a public service
4: announcement. Sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records.
5: Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and (laughs) recollection of history in the making during our generation.
4: Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, H.O. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the O.C. Hour yeah, number
6: two the of The Pulse on ESPN O-B- Wichita 92.3 FM. I am, your, I am your fill-in host today, Jack Johnson, as well as the producer. But you'll be hearing a lot of Pat Strothman for the rest of the show as we've got three more interviews lined up. You're going to shortly hear from Jeff Chedia as Pat and him break down Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. You're also going to hear from Cynthia Freeland coming up in about 23 minutes or so. We're going to have our Schofield Honda keys to the games. As we break down KU and Baylor, tips off tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Listen to that right here on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. We're also going to break down K-State and BYU. That'll tip off at 9 p.m. on Saturday night. And, of course, we'll have some Shockers talk, and we will have some Chiefs and Niners talk. That's going to be coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. Text line is always open at 316 Two four seven zero nine two three. Again, that is three one six two four seven zero nine two three. Let us know your thoughts, questions, and concerns. Well, for the first interview we got for hour number two, our very own Pat Strothman had the chance to chat with Jeff Chedia, breaking down the Chiefs and the Niners.
1: Welcome back to Super Bowl Fifty Eight Radio Row in Las Vegas. Talking to all sorts of people here today. Pleased to be joined by a guy that you probably hear from a lot on the Border patrol with Stephen St. John and Nate Bucati, Jeff Chadia in the house from the NFL Network. Jeff, thanks for coming by. Let's just dive right into it. All right. The Sounds chief, good. the Chiefs are here for the fourth time in the last five years, and you being a well-known Chiefs hater, I'm sure that makes yeah. you just, just boil. Nah, no, yeah. I'm just, I'm just playing around. You, you keep it real, which is why I like you. What do you make of this? That the Chiefs. How do they get here? Because in the regular season, it looked like, man, they're not going to get here. They're going to lose in the, in the AFC division around, maybe even the wild card. How did they figure it out to get to this point?
7: Self-awareness. I think mean, they realized late in the season, probably with that Raiders game, that was their wake-up call, as they say, that they had to change some things up, especially offensively because they realized we don't have the kind of offense we can go out there and just throw the ball to eight, nine different guys and have it all work out and put up 40 points. We're going to have to grind it out, move the chains, play some complimentary football, and they figured out that, hey, our defense is pretty good. And we if we play to this defense, we can win some games in the postseason. So they realized, let's stop trying to throw the ball to everybody. Pacheco, Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, you do your thing. Pat will do his thing, and this defense will get us here.
1: Charles Amany, tearing that ACL, how big of a loss is that for Kansas City?
7: I think it's a huge blow. I know he's not the biggest name on this roster, but you look at what they've been able to do with their defensive line, and when you're playing a team with the 49ers, you want to be able to get pressure up front with those guys. And, and so not having a guy who's one of you, who's your second-best pass rusher, I know Mike Dana did some good th- stuff when, when he was suspended earlier this year, but he's a bigger guy. He's good against the run. He gets his hands up in the air and bats balls down. And he would face Trent Williams. Now you have a lesser passer going against Trent Williams, and that's allows the Niners to do things with their offensive line, which double-teaming Chris Jones or you know shifting the line and more in that direction. They can do some things now with their protection that could make life easier for Brock Purdy.
1: Well, you bring that up, Brock Purdy. Question is, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, he's here. We we know <laughs> who's playing quarterback for the Chiefs and what he's been able to do. But the question is, everyone's asking: Is is Brock Purdy ready? Ready for this type of moment? What do you think of of Brock Purdy? He's overcome a lot already, so maybe this is just another thing. Maybe this is just another opportunity opportunity for him to show, hey, guys, just because I was the last pick in the NFL draft doesn't mean that you can't go out there and and ball out and take advantage of the opportunities.
7: Well, I think what's helped him is the way he played in these two postseason wins, where they were down, it wasn't pretty, he wasn't playing well at times, and they still found ways to win when it mattered, right? They, They rallied from 17 points against the Lions, they were able to rally get the game winning drive when they were down 7 against Green Bay. And what's good about him is that no matter how it looks, he still feels like he can make a play and win, which I think is an underrated skill for a quarterback. So yeah, I think the question here is is he going to be Eli Manning to Tom Brady? Is he going to be Tom Brady to Kurt Warner? Is he going to be Nick Foles to Tom Brady? I mean, he has the potential to be that way and I think if you if you gave true serum to Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, they probably thought they had to outplay Patrick Mahomes, to win this game. I don't think Brock Purdy comes into this contest with that kind of mindset. He just wants to be the best Brock Purdy he can be and keep doing what he's been doing.
1: Niners defensively, what can they do to make it difficult on Kansas City this weekend?
7: Well, the big question is can they stop the run because they haven't been able to do that in those last two games, and you saw Green Bay and Detroit get leads because of it. And so Isaiah Pacheco is going to be probably job one for them is trying to find a way to limit him because Andy Reid has really made the commitment to use Pacheco in a way he hasn't used running backs in the Patrick Mahomes era. And you've seen him. I think he's getting about 21 carries per game. had not had a 100-yard game yet, but it's still like he's making a difference. He sets a tone. His violent runs, the four-minute offense, you know, wearing down teams, all that stuff matters. So the Niners, they better find a way to, to deal with him because they haven't been good up front. They want to get the third down. They want Nick Bosa getting after the quarterback. But you can't get there if you don't win on first and second down. Chiefs, also
1: potentially without Joe Tooney, Nick Allegretti filled in for the AFC Championship game against Baltimore. Seemed like there wasn't a huge step back, but I'm looking at you, a guy who analyzes film and everything. Nick Allegretti instead of Joe Tooney, is that going to be a big deal this weekend?
7: I think it's a big deal as well because the Niners have the most expensive defensive line in football. They have a matchup now that favors them in the interior of their defensive line, and they still have to find a way to deal with Nick Bosa, you know. And yeah. that's the thing. I, I tell people, Isaiah Pacheco, Christian McCaffrey, and Nick Bosa, are the three people who are going to decide this game. If Nick Bosa is able to take advantage of Juan Taylor, or if they have to use another guy to help uh, double him, Nick Bosa, or chip on him or whatever, that really puts a lot of stress on the, on the Chiefs' offense. And so, Allegretti has to play well. But, yeah, not having 2 I think in a, in a game like this, the way the Chiefs have played, all your best players – have to play well. You start losing guys, it matters. Rashie Rice, how far
1: has he come being a rookie wide receiver?
7: Oh, it's night and day. And, you know, you look at where he started when the season began, I don't know anybody was saying, like, he's going to be the best receiver on this team is, by the time it's over.
1: Is that because of Andy Reid and how he handles rookie yeah, receivers? Rece- that's, yeah, That's exactly. the thing, right?
7: Exactly. You look at what's happened to Sky Moore. You look at what's happened to Kadarius Toney. You look at what McCole Hardman's done. It's just there, there aren't many guys who've walked in here and been great receiver. I think he's probably only had three or four guys in the history of his career who really had big numbers. And as a first-year receiver, so it speaks to uh, Rasheed's maturation. It speaks to their willingness to start dialing up plays for him. Mm-hmm. You look at the shift they went. They went from moving the ball around in different receivers to designing plays to get him the football. And so his best skill is running with the running after the catch. It's being physical, and he's doing a lot of that. And he's really, again, without him, same thing with the defense. If he doesn't, if he doesn't rise up, they're not here. What about MBS? Is, is is this. I know. I got to bring that up. But what about MBS? I'm not going to
1: ask you about Kadarius Stoner because whatever. But, uh, yeah, but it's MBS, a deep hole. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, we can. You. Know, you we, we can spend the next 15 years trying to analyze that brain and that talent and not come uh, up with an answer. I mean, it's, it's incredible. But MBS, Justin Watson. Look, MBS last year in the postseason, say what you want about what he did last year, but. He's a big reason why the Chiefs got a Super Bowl ring. This year, you need that catch that the seal the deal comes up with it, and I think that's what Chiefs fans been asking for. Just trying to just make the difficult catch. Just just make the difficult catch. Now we've seen it a little bit. Does NBS, Justin Watson? Can this game be decided on
7: uh, on a drop? It's a drop or a catch. You know, they need, no matter how good you feel about Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, you're going to have to have somebody else in the passing game make a play for you when you're in a key moment because defenses are going to take those guys away and force somebody else to beat you. And that's what you've seen with with, with, with MBS the last couple weeks. They've put him in that position, and he's made that catch. Now, he hasn't had any other opportunities <laughs> throughout the course of the game to do much, but when they're going to him in these safe moments, to make those plays, he's making them. And so I think that, that, yeah, I think he's, to his credit, what's happened earlier this year hasn't plagued him now. Uh-huh. And you saw what he did in the AFC Championship game last year. And, yeah, he's going to have opportunity. Him and Cole Hardman or Watson, yeah. it's going to be one of those guys that's going to have to step up and be the, the third guy in that receiving core to make a difference.
1: I didn't think anyone could top the Kadari's Tony stat line from week one against the Detroit yeah. Lions. McCole Cole Hardman did it. He, yeah. he did, which I thought that was – that was something. All right. Well, I know we've been going rapid fire, but that's just because it's right. it's Super Bowl Radio yeah. Rose. So let's let's get that prediction. We're going Kansas City. We're going San Francisco. What I, do you think?
7: I'm going Chiefs. Twenty-three, twenty-one. I think in a one-game situation, it's hard to bet against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But it, it, what two things concern me? One, it's always hard to to pick back-to-back champions. Mm-hmm. And you saw the Patriots with Nick Foles. Like I said, you saw even though it wasn't a back-to-back situation with the Rams and Tom Brady. Uh, I've seen this before where, you know, the team that looks like they're more experienced in these situations gets beat by somebody, and, and, and to me, it's like, I think the, the the David and Goliath thing is real with mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. Um, I think he could have an Eli Manning type moment, but I'll bet more on Mahomes playing well and finding a way than that.
1: I guess we'll see if there's a, a helmet catch in this game by Ayuk or or Debo Samuel, maybe even Jennings in that matter, or maybe even a former Chief and Chris Conley. You just just never know what I might forgot happen about him. I know it's wild. Someone was like, "Hey, I talked to Chris Conley." I'm like, "Good for you," because I think a lot of people forgot, but he came up with a big grab not too long ago. Yeah. So that's that's the thing it comes down to who's going to make plays and we'll see who makes the most amount of plays coming up on sunday jeff thank you so much for coming on by i know you got a million other things to do but thank you so much for taking time today to come on by
6: always a pleasure man thanks for having me that was our very own pat strothman sitting down with jeff Chadia down at radio row in las vegas as they broke down the chiefs and the niners which will kick off at 5 30 on sunday the grand finale of them all will the chiefs become the second team since 2000 to win back-to-back Super Bowl championships, the last, of course, being Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. We're going to hear my voice in the next segment, as when we return, we're going to have our Schofield Honda keys to the game. That's on deck on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.
5: The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. ESPN
1: Wichita 92.3 FM is broadcasting live from Super Bowl Radio Row in Las Vegas. We'll be interviewing the biggest names in sports and entertainment, plus interviews with your favorite Kansas City Chiefs players and coaches. Super Bowl Radio Row coverage on ESPN Wichita is brought to you by Davis Liquor Outlet, neighborhood locations with superstore prices, and by Pinnacle Homes building your trust. Visit them at RemindlersWichita.com
4: Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home addition?
1: Now imagine an addition on that addition. That's the feeling with Capital One,
4: where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times. As represented by five times more singers. This is Banking Reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply, rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One N.A., member FDIC.
0: Hey, I'm Ariana. a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A spicy Southwest salad is when I take a bite, it's like, wow, I'm getting a punch from the roasted corn, I'm getting a kick from the spicy chicken, it's just great. Hi,
3: this is Tori. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Cobb Salad is the avocado lime dressing. It adds to the chicken, the bacon, and the roasted corn. It takes the salad to a whole other level.
0: Order a salad for delivery on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonials.
2: Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, People are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196.
1: here on The
6: Pulse on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Wichita's sports leader, I'm your host and producer today, Jack Johnson. But not to worry, Pat Strothman will be back in the saddle on Monday getting ready to recap everything that happened in Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Well, we still have plenty of interviews to get to before the show concludes at 4 o'clock. We're going to have Cynthia Freeland, Pat Strothman at a chance, uh, to sit down with her earlier today. That'll be coming up in about 10 minutes or so. And then we're going to have MJ Acosta Ruiz to close out the show around 3:45ish. So Be prepared for that two great interviews that Pat Strothman had the chance of doing down at Radio Row in Las Vegas. But as for right now, it is time for our Schofield Honda Keys to the Game. And a reminder that Schofield Honda is Wichita's exclusive Honda dealer with the largest selection of new and pre-owned Hondas. In Kansas, the Schofield family has been in the automotive business and assisted Wichita area drivers for more than 60 years. Stop by today and find out why so many people are saying, "I love my Schofield Honda." So, our keys to the game begins with Kansas and Baylor college game day. Tomorrow morning leads you into tip-off, which you can listen to right here, of course, on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Brian and Greg will will have pregame covered for you, and they'll have the play-by-play as they'll tip off at 5 p.m. Kansas, still number four in the nation, though they are to the drop regardless of what happens in this game after their defeat in Manhattan on Monday, Big Monday, that is. But just like we've seen all year long in the Big 12, got to find a way to get back up on the horse and not make it two in a row. And Bill Self has emphasized that all year long. You don't want one loss to turn into two and three and so on and so forth. So Kansas going to be really tested against a guard-heavy Baylor team and a Baylor team that can score at will and also shoot the three-pointer better than anybody in the conference. That's right, Baylor shooting at a 40.3% clip this year. That's third in the nation, and we know how Kansas struggles in defending the three-point arc. However, I would say for the most part, uh, it does factor in a lot of luck and bad luck, and Kansas has had a lot of bad luck in defending the three-point line, especially on the road. But this really feels like a great spot for Kansas. Uh, I do think Scott Drew and Baylor are a very well-coached, aggressive, and fast team. They're also not as scary as they were two years ago, or even last year for that matter. Uh, Not many lottery picks there was the Jeremy Sochan Baylor team. Uh, even last year when you had Mitchell at the, the two spot, the one spot for the front court, uh, they were a very guard-heavy team, a fast athletic group. But not to say Baylor isn't anymore. They're just not as scary to me as they were over the last couple of years. And Scott Drew has really turned Baylor in one of the more premier programs in all of the Big 12. But the reason I say uh, this is, yet again, another Hornets' Nest game is, Kansas is pissed off after losing to Kansas State. They know they can't lose any games at home the rest of the way because of how they're faring on the road right now. And I'm not going to make the prediction that it's going to be a similar outcome to the one we saw against Houston last Saturday, but I'm also not going to say it will be far off from that. Uh, Baylor does not fare well at all in Allen Fieldhouse last year They had like a 19-point lead at some point, first half, or either very early portion of the second half, and Kansas won by double digits. They just do not play well there. It is a nightmare building for Baylor to go into. And Scott Drew, even with his best teams, they don't win there. Uh, They haven't been able to win there. And that's why I think Kansas, as long as they can avoid that dry spell, In the second half, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It happens to them on the road a lot, not so much at home, but there's always that dry spell they have. The three-point shots aren't falling anymore. The juice, the the momentum, the adrenaline that you have at the first part of the game, it's gone. You avoid that stretch at the second half. Regardless of what the score is, I think Kansas is going to be just fine. If you can put together a solid 35 minutes in this game, 35 of the 40, I think you're going to be fine. Making sure Baylor doesn't get many second-chance opportunities, that is crucial. Taking care of the basketball has been much better for Kansas, so it really doesn't need to be on my keys to the game here because they've been doing a really good job of that. Bench production, yeah, I can throw that in there, but that's a no-brainer. That's a no-duh for this Kansas team. Uh, You're going to have to play with that anger and that passion that you lost to your rival, you've been terrible on the road, Don't let that bad play translate back to Allen Fieldhouse because if it does in this brutal stretch, that's when you're going to see that first place, that title opportunity slip away from you. This next month or so for Kansas, the goal is not to win the Big 12. The goal is to be the best possible national title contender that you can be. Now, we know that they're going to be just fine at home this year. They may lose but I'm saying for the most part it's night and day difference when playing on the road this year. And it's also another quick turnaround. Bill Self said in the press conference yesterday that he felt like the team emptied the tank against Houston, and no excuses, but they were gassed against Kansas State. Yeah, I think you got to empty the tank against Baylor, but you got to find a way to recover rather quickly because you got Texas Tech in Lubbock coming up on Monday, another big Monday game. Everybody else, they're going to get that rest until Tuesday or until the next Saturday. You gotta turn right back around and play one of your toughest games of the season on Monday night. Another road test for you. But take care of business against Baylor. I would say rebounding is key in this one play through Hunter Dickinson. You got a seven foot two beast. If the ball gets to him, it opens up the floor for everybody else. So that by far and away, is my number one key to the game for Kansas against Baylor. Again, tip-off, 5 p.m. You can listen to pregame and coverage of the game right here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. As for the Wildcats, they will be taking on BYU in Provo, a very late tip-off on ESPN 2, 9 p.m. tip, and they get a BYU team that is coming off a 16-point loss to the Oklahoma Sooners in Norman. And, of course, Kansas State snapped their four-game slide in beating Kansas at home 75 to 70. This BYU team, they like to get up and down the floor. They like to speed you up. They like to score, as do a lot of teams in the Big 12 this year. They're 76th in scoring compared to K-State's 244th. They are top 20 in points per game. They're top 50 in field goal percentage, and they're top 70 in three-point percentage. Now, I've brought this up with Kansas State, and this will be my main key to the game as we got to start uh, moving along quicker here to get to these two interviews. K-State at times tries to live and die by the three-point shot on the road. Would it shock you if I told you they are 300th in college basketball in three-point shooting? They're shooting 31.2% from three. Stop living and dying by the three-point line. You can get to the free-throw line. You've got a pair of really good free-throw shooters and Tyler Perry, Cam Carter, and Arthur Kaluma. Uh, I would play through the young guys as well. Drell Colbert's going to be starting moving forward. Day-Day Ames as well. Get them comfortable. But to me, it's about not letting the emotion, you know, just fit or uh, translate over into Saturday. And I mean emotion of still worrying about Monday. K-State won that game. That's very good. But it means nothing if they can't beat BYU and Provo. You don't beat BYU and Provo. You're back to square one. And you got to host a TCU team the following Saturday at home. And that one, once again, kind of becomes a must win. Because if you don't, you lose to BYU and TCU. Now you're at double-digit losses. And that's when it gets a little bit... Uh, hairy, a little bit sticky when trying to get into the NCAA tournament because you still have to go to Lawrence and take on Kansas. You still have to go to Austin and take on Texas. You still got to take on Iowa State, I believe, at home. So there are tough games on the schedule for the Cats. So don't let the emotion of Monday completely you know, cloud you, or distract you from the game on Saturday. It is tough to win in Provo, not just in football, but in basketball as well. Take care of the basketball. Keep your emotions in check. Don't live and die by the three-point line. Those would be my keys to the game for Kansas State. As for Wichita State, the next time we see the Shockers will be on Sunday afternoon, 11 a.m. tip against Florida Atlantic, and all of a sudden a Florida Atlantic team that you know is not coming in as hot. They lost to UAB on the road by three points, and Wichita State coming off their 20-point win against UTSA. This is. Kind of like BYU, an FAU team that likes to get up and down, nearly top 20 in scoring, their top 30 in field goal percentage, their top 50 in three-point percentage, their top 60 in rebounds. They like to get up and down the floor, and they've also got that tournament pedigree that Wichita, Wichita State has seen a couple of times this year. To me, I have seen Wichita State too often this year have a big lead or at least a comfortable lead in the second half only to just, you know let's just call it as it is, piss it away. And that can't keep happening for the Shockers if they want to continue to grow and improve at the back half of this schedule. It is a great opportunity to pick up a signature win against a team that was in the Final Four and just one missed shot at the buzzer from being in a national title game. Now, Florida Atlantic has a lot of experience returning, Wichita State more of a newer roster, but I think they've been playing much better of late. You had that big win against SMU. You had that big win against UTSA and should have had that big win against Memphis on the road. I think Paul Mills has this team playing much better at the right time, and it's the perfect opportunity to get that test against Florida Atlantic. I would say this. If you can find a way... To put FAU on the free throw line, they're not very good. I think I had that key for Kansas in their matchup against Houston, I believe it was. FAU is not very good shooting the free throws. In fact, they're not much better than Wichita State. FAU shooting about 71%. Wichita State is below 70% right there at 69.3. So if you can find a way to make those shots difficult around the rim, they've got some height, they've got some size, Uh, You have to make sure that this team is put on the free-throw line, not getting those easy twos. So those are my keys to the game for Wichita State against the 20th-ranked Florida Atlantic Owls coming up on Sunday. And lastly, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Keys to the game for me, I mean, I believe that San Francisco has a lot of similarities to Baltimore, where if you jump out to an early lead, they're not the same team from playing from behind. You go to how these teams got here. Kansas City controlled the game early on against Buffalo. They did trail at halftime, but once they were getting those leads, it was more so of, hey, we can put this game away. And if McCole Hardman didn't fumble that ball to the back of the end zone, they probably win that game by double digits. For Baltimore, that was the true story of getting out to an early lead, controlling Baltimore, controlling their pace. They got away from what they do best, and that's why the Chiefs won 17-10. to San Francisco needed a miss from Anders Carlson in the Green Bay game to get to the NFC title game against Detroit. Because I go back to that NFC divisional round game, if Carlson makes it, does Brock Purdy go the length of the field down by seven and tie that game to go to overtime and win? I don't think so. It was easier when trailing by four points to go drive down the field and win that game after he missed not a chip shot but a makeable field goal. Then the Lions game, 24-7. Brock Purdy had a pick in the first half. They were getting away from what they do best, and then the Lions just got overly aggressive like it was Madden 25. Going forward in every single fourth down, if the Lions kicked a field goal on their two opportunities they had, one when they were up by 14 points and the other to tie the game, and Josh Reynolds maybe doesn't drop a huge first down, the Lions could be the team that's playing here. So the Niners, they needed a lot of luck to get into the spot of where they're at, and I understand you could say the Chiefs needed luck in the Tyler Bass missed field goal, but the way the Chiefs beat Buffalo and Baltimore, averaging north of seven yards per play, different, in my opinion, and the way the Niners beat the Lions and the Packers. The Niners needed their two teams to implode. Kansas City had to beat their teams outright. So to me in the Super Bowl, you jump out the way you did against Buffalo and you jump out the way you did against Baltimore, I think you're going to be just fine in this game. And defensively, design blitz, disguised blitz from Steve Spagnuolo for Brock Purdy. That's going to discombobulate him. Just go look at the film of uh, Brock Purdy against the Baltimore Ravens when he threw four interceptions and in a 33-19 loss. So keys of the game, start hot, start quick, run the football. And number two, have those design blitz, those disguised blitz, because you're not going to have Charles O'Manahue. You have to be creative, and I'd imagine Steve Spagnuolo will be very creative in this matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. Those have been your keys to the game brought to you by Schofield Honda. Schofield Honda is Wichita's exclusive Honda dealer with the largest selection of new and pre-owned Hondas in Kansas. The Schofield family has been in the automotive business and assisted Wichita area drivers for more than 60 years. Stop by today and find out why so many people are saying I love my Schofield Honda. When we return, we're going to get back to Pat Strothman, who had a great interview with Cynthia Freeland. That's coming up on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
5: The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. It's Revenge versus
2: Legacy Sunday when the Chiefs tackle the 49ers. Make ESPN Wichita part of your Super Bowl festivities beginning Sunday morning at 8 with our Chiefs tailgate. Wall to wall coverage continues with the pregame show, Chiefs pressers, and Westwood Ones insider coverage of the kickoff and official play by play. And once the game clock hits zero, listen for postgame reaction and interviews all Sunday on ESPN. ESPN Wichita
5: 92.3 FM. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.
4: The Kansas City
6: Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. I know it's Vegas and it's a lot of fun, but for us it's, it's a business trip in the true sense and we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it.
1: Coach Reed just challenging every single person in this building to up the ante
2: just one more step.
5: When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Broadcasting from Super
1: Bowl 58 Radio Row from Las Vegas, it is the Chiefs and the Niners. We're just days away from the big show from happening on Sunday and someone who has been breaking it down all throughout the week, joins us here today. It is Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network's analytics expert. You can see her on a special (laughs) eight-and-a-half-hour edition of NFL Game Day Morning Super Bowl Sunday starting at 8 o'clock. I bring that up because I've also spoken to Kimmy and I've also spoken to MJ, so it's like I always have to bring it up, like, yeah, it's going to be 8 o'clock, (laughs) eight-and-a-half-hour special, and their reaction is kind of, yeah, there's a a lot of work going on. So, Well, Cynthia, let's dive right in. It's... It's the Chiefs and the Niners, and with with us being located in Kansas, so many people didn't think that the Chiefs would get to this point. How have the Chiefs been able to overcome some of their deficiencies to get to this point where they are playing the Super Bowl for the fourth time in the last five years?
0: 15-87 and a defense that absolutely started the season off very strong. Maybe had, like, in the middle, like, not – as big of an impact, and then <clears throat> ramped it up right at the end. That's that's the answer. I mean, look, with 15, you're never out. Like, we, we I, I don't know when the debate will start about, like, how many more rings you need to talk to that guy that had the number twelve, whatever? But like <laughs> this, might this is very likely the best quarterback we'll see in our life. So enjoy the ride because with fifteen, you're nev- you're just never out. Yeah, never. yeah, like Christmas, right? I mean, that Raiders game was probably not the best Christmas present
1: for y'all. Well, I mean, just look at the dog on the field afterward, and what happened? Like the, the there was a tweet that went viral, and it's sh- it was just a perfect microcosm of how the season was going. It, That's right. This is this is it. But
0: but at the same time we're here now just get into the I love I loved the narrative like Ken Patrick Mahomes winning away game in the playoffs. what are you talking about <laughs> like are you cr- like I thought that was funny especially because it's one thing if you're really playing in Miami and the difference between the weather in Miami and Arrowhead and like you know that's maybe a difference but it's not like Buffalo and Kansas City are that different right like in terms of weather, so it, that that's not I don't know. It's, I, I thought that was funny. Yeah, like he wins away games every other week because they play half their games on the road. Like what are we talking about here? So, anyways, I thought that was funny.
1: Well, it's a narrative that, that gets created. <coughs> it's a narrative, yes. It's fact. It, it's a it's a quarterback, <laughs> so you have to come up with these narratives. So well, it's the same thing with San Francisco, right? The the narrative this week is a they had to rally to beat the Packers. They had to rally to beat the Lions. Yep. Some people say that they're even fortunate enough to be here, which is weird because you look at Kansas City, it's not the luck factor. It's like, oh, they entered it. For San Francisco, it's like, oh, they lucked into it. And it's just, well, hold on. At one point, we all were claiming them as the best team in the National Football League. And then they stumble, just like any team does in the National Football League. And then they recover, and they find a way to fight through it. And they're doing it with a guy who's a quarterback who's Mr. Irrelevant. And that's been the narrative this week is, can Brock Purdy, is, is he ready for a moment like this?
0: Well, first of all, the thing that's funny about those AFC Championship games, it's that, not, one, the the Niners were favored by, I think, seven points, mm-hmm. like, around a touchdown. So, okay, okay, we know that they had to overcome a deficit, but they were still the better team going into it. And number two, the Chiefs were not favored in that game. So, what are you talking about? Like, it's kind of, it should be flipped, right? Shouldn't the team that was the... The home, not the number ones. I don't know. I don't understand that stuff. So uh, w- narratives are hilarious, right? But yeah. I think that's why the Niners are probably favored in this one. But uh, to me, it's it's more of a fact of. I think people don't want to be wrong, and they feel like if Brock Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy I picked, and then he ends up being this good, maybe top ten quarterback, like they were wrong. People don't like people hate being wrong. So that's kind of uh, it, there's something about like psych- the psychology of it to me. That's uh, that's more of a factor than like. I don't know. Those narratives are weird to me. Like, the team that was favored won. The team that was not favored won. Why are we flip-flopping? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, since you are so analytically inclined and gifted and motivated, (laughs) that's probably the best way to describe it, I suppose. (laughs) I was like, how do I go about seeing this? Anyways, when you look at the Chiefs, Analytically, like what's really one particular thing that's just jumping off the page to you? Sometimes numbers, you know, people are like, oh, it's just numbers. But when you see something that's so just undoubtedly just the most oppressive thing ever, it's like, ooh, all yeah. right, I'm honing in on that one right there.
0: Well, I love a good, like, counter narrative to the matchup we know both of these teams on offense are number one and number two in yak per reception people kind of forget like we know when you close your eyes and you think about the niners you think of yak right yards after the catch when you think about the the what the chiefs have done people forget that they were also very good at yak this season right and the interesting part here is which defense is better suited to shut that down and in this case actually what we've seen from steve sagnola when they played like the types of offenses that stop that that yak situation, they're second best at limiting yards after the catch over expected. So I think maybe people take for granted like, The yards, like, the stopping, like, tackling maybe is the the best way to put it. But, like, limiting yards after the catch, especially in tight – because not all defenses are created the same, right? If you're playing man or zone, you're going to get a different amount of yak. So when you adjust for that yards after the catch, you over-expected, to see that they rank second best in that, that's pretty good too. And also how efficient they are at the blitz, which is an interesting narrative given the – not all blitzes are created equal. A lot of teams blitz because they're not good. Other teams blitz because they've got a guy like Trent McDuffie who can rush out of the slot and have the most pressures as a corner in, like, <laughs> ridiculous numbers. Like, if you've got the personnel, do it. You're gonna And you'll be af- effective with it. If you don't, then it's, you're just rushing the passer trying to make something happen. <clears throat> but
1: also that goes along with Steve Spagnuolo and the incredible job that he's done. Yes. With yes. I know you bring up Trent McDuffie, but also Lydieri Sneed is yep. oh, awfully that impressive.
0: Guy, I mean... The thing about Villagerious need is, like, he earned himself so much money. Like, <laughs> in, I mean, that is, that is congratulations, sir, you are going to get paid. I, hopefully by the Chiefs, but maybe by someone else because he may have outplayed himself for what the Chiefs can afford. <laughs> that, I mean, it's a, it's a good problem to have.
1: Yeah, and that's the reality. We've been having that question of, like, well, now I feel like you have to give him the money. But you do have to make the decision. You have Chris Jones is also there. You have other contracts you got to pay attention to. Not only that, too, but you have a wide receiver room, and one could assume they're going to rework it a little bit. So there's so many different things to to look at for the Chiefs in the offseason. As for the Niners, you bring up yards after the catch. Anything else that stands out about the Niners analytically? What's a number or, or something that really jumps off the page for you?
0: When I'm looking at the right side of their offensive line, there, there's some problems in terms of allowing pressures. You saw both the Lions and the Packers just go right at the offensive right, defensive left side of the line, and that's where the not basically not Trent Williams. Trent Williams, good. Their center's actually quite good, but the the right side of the line can be deficient. In the Lions game, if you go back and Google it, you can see George Kittle just absolutely truck Aiden Hutchinson in Hutchinson is a pass rusher. Why did they line George Kittle up tight to the right side of the line to try to offset that? Because their right side's been allowing a lot of pressure. And Brock Purdy, he's done great this season. He's had a lot of high points. If there's one thing that's, you know, a knock, he's the second year player who hasn't seen every sort of defensive look. He hasn't seen a defense like the Chiefs, at least not in playoffs. I mean, the Lions defense is not good. And the 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 Green Bay Packers fired their defensive coordinator, so it's not like you're sitting here being like, "Hey, these are world beaters." He's gone <laughs> through a bunch of world beaters, but you know, it's it. That's where it is. That right side of the O line is problematic. Problematic.
1: So <laughs> in this game, limiting yards at the catch, heading <laughs> on blitzes, turnovers always are, are always going to play a factor. You can say that about any team,
0: right? Turnovers, like the fact is, is like turnovers are always a problem. But you know, if you're if you're able to more efficient, like. You're less likely to be in a situation where a turnover would happen if you can run the ball efficiently on early downs. And if you, I mean, look, sometimes uh, Jameer Gibbs will maybe, you know, fumble the ball that happened against the Niners. But you you can't, you can't, like, you got to go with the probabilities. The probabilities say if you're able to be in third and short, that's great. Even though we know Patrick Williams has been awesome in third and long. We're, I'm, we're just talking about in general. But don't ask him to do those crazy things. Just keep it, keep everything to game manager. People are like is Brock Purdy a game manager? I'm like, isn't everyone a game manager? to really turn into like it's such Patrick a Malone's negative.
1: Or, it's such a negative thing I to say like about to be a game quarterback. Manager.
0: No, I think I think it's so weird. It's like this weird shade you're giving someone. I'm like, no, he's actually a very. He's also only in his Not even he hasn't even played like like. He played, like, what, three or four games last year? Four games last year? Like, that's not – it's not like you're sitting here asking this guy who's, like, a 10-year vet and be like, hey, he's only a game manager. Get off my lawn. You know, like, no. So. It's it's
1: just incredible. I, I can't get over that. Uh, but, of course, in Kansas City, I feel like you are more, I guess, aware of it. Yep. Because Alex Smith was a quarterback for – Patrick Mahomes, and that's what everyone keeps saying. Oh, he's just a, a game manager, and that's why it's it's out there. The Chiefs win if they do what?
0: This is going to sound very unsexy, but the Chiefs win if they control the line of scrimmage on both sides. Like, the trenches are who wins this game, you can say it, for for both sides, right? The Chiefs, I, Joe Tooney's injury is it's a problem, right? Like, that. that's – both teams are actually relatively healthy coming into this time of year, even with – the loss on defense, Charles Menahue, and and if even if Joe Tooney doesn't play, that's still compared to what we typically see in a postseason, this is this, this this isn't bad, right? But being able to control that, no cheap first downs for Brock Purdy on the with on using his legs. We saw the Lions allow a bunch of those. Those make them earn it. They got a lot of skill players. Make them earn those first downs. And then on the same thing, you know, so control the defensive line, get that uh, exploit the the right side of the of the Niners front and. On offense, run the ball. It sounds so unsexy when you have 15, but let's just get some nice. Like I don't care if it's the stat line at the end doesn't look great, but like Isaiah Pacheco needs to get four yards on first down. Like just let that happen and, but but ring number three. You know, like you're yeah. you're good. That's that's how that's yeah.
1: how. Well, I mean, you look at just look at the AFC <laughs> Championship game.
0: <Yep>. Second
1: half. <laughs> which is why I'm still just amazed at what Baltimore did. Now, Kansas City had a, a part of it, but to only give the ball out to eight eight combined carries, the guy's not named Lamar Jackson. The rest are just either runs or throws. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, Baltimore. Sometimes do you, do you people think,
0: overthink. Do you think Drew Tranquil has, like, some rent in Todd Munkin's head?
1: Yeah, and by the way, too. rent-free, baby. Talk about, talk about guys are going to get paid. Yeah. Uh, Drew Tranquil Can I is, tell you Drew Tranquil story? Yeah. Last season. I I I, I – when he got signed, yeah. we we have Sean Merriman, Merriman on all the time. Yeah. And Sean's like, you have no idea the type yeah. of player that Kansas City just got.
0: Oh, 100%. So my favorite story about him, though, has nothing to do with with football it has to do with his mind so i did this chess.com they do that a charity tournament every like june and eight nfl players play each other and their charities all win like a share of a hundred thousand dollars so it's actually a pretty legit like they, his charity won a lot of money because he won the whole darn thing he beat the pants off of the truly like and there's some good players. Like, I, I don't mean to throw some shade at some people, but, like, some quarterbacks, <coughs> Kyler Murray. The guy who was the reigning champ last night, <coughs> Tadobio Wuzier. <coughs> like, there were some really, like, it, it was pretty incredible. But his – and so when, you know, the, the old adage, like, he's playing chess, not checkers. Literally, Drew, Drew Tranquil is playing chess, not checkers. He was he – was, and he was fun to watch because, like, he didn't have any expression. Like, a lot of the guys, they'd be like – you know, they'd sit in this gamer chair and they're kind of like – yeah, I got him. Like, you know, and then, nope, just deadpan. Nuh, 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 I will kill you. Nuh, nuh, nuh. Like, it was crazy. I was like, okay, this guy's maniacal about like, Like, in the best way, but I'm like, I wouldn't mess with him. He's like going to, like, steal my soul. Like, it was great. It was great. I was a really big fan of him. Yeah.
1: Did you partake in the tournament? Did you play too? No, I,
0: I got to um, talk about how the odds shifted after each point, which to me is like, that is really fun for me that's what i'm gonna do yeah yeah because if you if you watch chess they can show you your odds to your live odds to win and with different moves now it's it's really fun to watch and it's really fun to be like oh you know with this rook and this whatever like it's it was it was really cool really cool
1: thank you for sharing that drew tranquil story
0: He's a great chess player. Now all of your listeners will know. Like, hey, I wish
1: I had this ammo when I talked to him one-on-one on on Wednesday. That would have been great. Like, tell me about chess. Instead, we talked about. Like, are you
0: playing checkers or chess? Because I know the answer. I know
1: the answer exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Someone, I have a source that tells me this. A source. He'll know who it is, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. it's fine. I'm
0: sure he's fine. Me outing him for winning a chess.com, you know, tournament that's on YouTube still, where uh, you know he can he he was he was awesome. He was awesome.
1: Who are you going with on Sunday then?
0: Uh, Everyone that you're listening to will be very happy with me. I I have the Chiefs winning this one. Two points, which in models, two points is more like for humans, like uh, a touchdown. Because the way models go is you you average together a lot of different potential outcomes, right? So you use historical data to inform predictive data. So you don't just run it once, right? So it's like Mm -hmm. chances of a touchdown or chances of a field goal in specific situations, run it a million times. And so you get two points, which, again, probably equates to something like four and a half or five. If you're, you know, other, other, these instant, we're in a really big room. I know they can't see us. We're in a really big room in a really beautiful hotel that has this other thing in there that I, as an NFL employee, do not know what goes on in there, but you know, they, they use models too, just like mine, just different than mine. Gee,
1: what could you be referencing? (laughs) I don't
0: know. I I don't know. I work for the shield. (laughs)
1: Cynthia, (laughs) thank you so much for coming by. I know you go on in Kansas City all the time with Jay Sanders and stuff. So I'm I'm so happy that we
6: get a a chance to connect. So fantastic. Thank you so much. Enjoy Vegas this weekend. You
0: got it. Thanks for having me.
6: That was our very own Pat Strothman talking with Cynthia Friedland. What a great interview. And didn't know that Drew Trinko was such a great chestnut checkers type of guy. Uh, Before we do hit break for the final time, we've got one last spot open For the Bud Light Neon Sign. Call in now if you want that final spot. 316-669-4996. That's 316-669-4996. Be caller number one. Just be the first caller. And we're going to get you entered into our raffle. It's the final spot for the Bud Light Neon Sign. So when we return, we're going to hear the final interview and hopefully have a winner. The phone line's already blowing up. You're listening to The Pulse on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Did you know that carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible?
2: And the only way to detect it is by installing carbon monoxide or CO alarms. First Alert is reminding you to install CO alarms on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Also remember, alarms don't last forever and need to be replaced at least every five to 10 years depending on your alarm. Protect your home and family with safety you can trust by visiting firstalert.com and Lowe's stores for your carbon monoxide alarms. It's Revenge versus Legacy Sunday when the Chiefs tackle the 49ers. Make ESPN Wichita part of your Super Bowl festivities beginning Sunday morning at 8 with our Chiefs Tailgate. Wall-to-wall coverage continues with the pregame show, Chiefs Pressers, and Westwood One's insider coverage of the kickoff and official play-by-play. And once the game clock hits zero, listen for post-game reaction and interviews. All Sunday on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.
5: Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
6: The Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. I know it's Vegas, and it's a lot of fun, but for us, it's it's a business trip in the true sense, and we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it. Coach Reed just
7: challenging every single person in this building to up the ante just one more step.
6: When you want the
5: latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
2: Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, People are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196.
1: Broadcasting from Super Bowl 58 Radio Row in Las Vegas. We are inching closer and closer to the Chiefs and the 49ers. Of course... I'm probably the only one actually wearing red here today, (laughs) but it is a red Friday, and that's why I am wearing red, because the Chiefs are playing for a Super Bowl for the fourth time in the last five years, and someone is here to talk a little bit more about that. It's MJ Acosta Ruiz, who is in the house. She is an NFL Network host. She's the host of the L Huddle Podcast, a special eight and a half hour edition of NFL Game Day Morning Air Super Bowl Sunday starting at 8 a.m. Central Time on Insanity. the NFL Network. I'm sure MJ, <laughs> you know, she's had nothing but rest for that. She's not doing anything. It's been very yeah, relaxing,
3: <laughs> very slow paced in Vegas this week. So weird.
1: <laughs> well, MJ, thanks for stopping on by. Let, let, let's dive into that. Yeah. The Chiefs are in this for the fourth time in the last five mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that?
3: I, it is what it is. It's a dynasty that has been built now in Kansas City. And anybody who says anything less than that is a little delusional at this point. Just yeah. follow along, play close attention. Um, I was talking to Nicole Hardman on Monday on opening night. And, you know, he's been, he's been to the game every year that he's been in the league pretty damn near. Yeah. So I asked him, I sort of stopped to mid-sentence, like, wait a second. Can you just repeat that to yourself? Yep. Like that is not the norm. That is not what happens in this league. You hear the guys say it all the time. It is incredibly difficult to make it to this game. And the Chiefs have made it look easy, which is wild. Regardless of any turnover, of big names leaving the team, of having a young, you know, very large rookie class, doesn't matter they've been able to do it at minimum make it to the post um the one time that they didn't make it to the super bowl so it, right. it's just an incredible feat to see this is this generation's like New England Patriots what we saw there with with Brady and and Belichick so it's been really special to watch
1: yeah well this year you say make it look easy mm. if, if you look at the regular season a lot of Chiefs fans would probably tell you they did not think that the Chiefs were going to make it this far. They thought they were going to be one done in the playoffs. Mm. They, 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 take my, they take down Miami in frigid cold temperatures. I think everyone felt good about that one. But then you get to the AFC Divisional Round Game, and there's the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And, and Buffalo's feeling really good, like this is the year. And then Kansas City goes in there and rips the hearts out <laughs> of every Bill fans, do. right? <laughs> and then you get the Baltimore. Same thing. Lamar Jackson, who was named NFL MVP yep. last night. That's great. It's terrific. Only thing is, he's yep. not playing for a Super Bowl. Correct. It is incredible to see just how far this team has come. And, and really, Patrick Mahomes is is really the face of the
3: NFL. No question.
1: But the defense is what got him here. Mm, which, talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of the the strange thing. Yeah. It's, it's such a role reversal mm-hmm. because Chiefs fans thought that, hey, Patrick Mahomes just got to drop 40 points per game. Right, right. And the defense just has to be average. Right. It no. has to be okay. Mm-hmm. And now it's flip flop. Now it's the defense Correct. that is the star of the show.
3: Yeah, no question. Especially when just the teams you mentioned at the back end of the season, where they are high powered, fast offenses, when you're able to dismantle the Tyreek Hills and the Raheem Mostert's of the Miami Dolphins, when you're able to stop the Stephon Dignan, the Josh Allens of the Buffalo Bills, where you're able to bring down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense, that's an incredibly tough task to do. And I, I agree with you. The Chiefs defense needs more flowers than what they've been getting because what they were able to do, especially down the stretch of a season that's even longer now, is nothing short of fantastic.
1: If Patrick Mahomes wins this one, hmm. His legacy is already pretty darn good. I would say so. But if he wins this one, how many more? Does he have a realistic shot of actually catching up with Tom Brady?
3: I think, I mean, yeah, absolutely I think he does. And he's just getting started. Just getting started in his career. That's that's the part that blows my mind, right? Because also he is a, a to, an, it's exactly the opposite of, type of quarterback than Tom Brady was. Yeah. He's a guy who can scramble. He can His baseball background comes out almost in every play that he does. It, it's so fun to watch, and it's also mystifying. I don't know what deal he made with the overlords, but I want in. <laughs> I want in on it? Please. I'm not above it, Patrick. Just let us, let us in a little bit. I want some sorcery. God. <laughs> and
1: also, too, along the same lines of I don't think anyone expected the Chiefs defense to be the leaders mm-hmm. of, of, of the season. I don't think any of any of us expected yeah. Taylor Swift to be a part of the story. <laughs> right?
3: Hey. Did not have that on my bingo card. I did not but have that on my bingo card.
1: But here we are. Yeah. Which. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a you know whatever. Some people think that's great. Some people don't. But uh, sure. you know, hey, Travis seems to be happy and he's playing well. Exactly that.
3: So whatever, Wherever you land on the Taylor Swift universe spectrum. If you're a Chiefs fan on that spectrum, you should just be happy and nothing else, right? First of all, it's more fans of the game, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen the TikToks of the dads posting, like, look what Taylor Swift did to my daughter, and she's, like, calling out plays. She knows where the tight end lines up. She knows what the shotgun formation is. Like, they can call it out now, and then, oh, what's your Taylor Swift song? And then they bust out into the song. It's it's beautiful. I think as certainly a young girl who had to assimilate and sort of – was told to lose some of that, like, young, whimsical, quote-unquote, girly stuff, to be able to have both and to love the game and to be able to throw on your both and your sequence. For God's sakes, I'm going to a dazzled blazer this morning, right? I look <laughs> like I'm going to a Taylor Swift concert. Um, I, I think it's only a good thing for us and for what we do with the game.
1: Flipping over to the other team, the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs>
3: Not the other team. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I say it that way in and, and joking manner because, <laughs> look, the San Francisco 49ers, they're back. Mm-hmm. When when they played the Chiefs, yeah. they felt like they had it in the bag, and then yeah. Patrick Mahomes said, "Hey, right. huh, I can do some magical things." Correct. They 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 run a play call Wasp, and all of a sudden it it changes everything. Mm-hmm. The Niners, the last couple of games, they had to rally to take down Detroit, yeah. that to a rally to take down the Green Bay Packers, yep. and it's all with Mister Irrelevant at quarterback, mm-hmm. who in in the second half or the fourth quarter all of a sudden makes some changes and starts to starts yeah. to do well. So I guess the, the question I have for you is, you know, going into something like this, when you have had to rally the last couple of games, especially for yeah. Brock Purdy, can that be extremely beneficial to this game where if sure. the Chiefs do indeed jump ahead by 14 or 17 right. or 20, right. wherever it might be, mm-hmm. that Brock Purdy is like, okay, I, I've been in this situation now. Right.
3: I think what we've seen from Brock Purdy, right, is that in more cases than not, it hasn't felt too big for him. And even when he's been frazzled a bit, he's been able to sort of get back to the level set and get back out there and do what he has to do with his team, which I think for any quarterback is impressive, but certainly for a guy who's so young, who, but the second season in the league, I don't. I mean, the Mister Irrelevant headline is. I can't imagine how tired he is of <laughs> hearing it. But it is. I mean, it, it it causes all of us to talk about it because it's not the norm. He is the exception, not the rule, to all of this. And I think he has tremendous pieces around him. Of course, you cannot discount that. But it does fall on his shoulders. At the end of the day, he is the quarterback. So um, I think he has been able to show that. But the su- the Super Bowl is a Super Bowl, right? It's it's special for a reason. There's nothing else after this. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he rises to that occasion.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what we're all wondering. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you – last year being on Super Bowl Radio Row, it was the Philadelphia Eagles have mm-hmm. the best team outside yeah, of yeah. outside of number one. They have the best from two to, to 53. Right. It's like, well, if there's Travis – okay, we're, right. we're not going right. to go that round. You know, whatever. This year it doesn't feel that way. I mean, Niners a little bit you can say, you know, pound for pound maybe are better than than the Chiefs in some ways. Like sure. if you want to have the argument, we can have the argument. <laughs> but when you look at San Francisco, you know, it's that quarterback spot that you look at. And I think yeah. that's the biggest question, is he yeah. ready for that type of moment? Which, look. He's we do not know
3: until it's Exactly. Off, like,
1: right? you don't really know what's going to happen until you actually kick it off. As you brought up the weapons yeah. that, that are around him. He has yeah. an offensive line with a future Hall of Famer at left tackle. No question. And he's got a running back who... The Niners trade of four last year comes in. You're thinking, Oh great, now they have another weapon right. that could change everything. And, and did. <laughs> and did change and did. everything. Because then you have Debo Samuel who could also line up in the backfield. Then you have Brandon Ayuku. who has been
3: tremendous. Yeah. Brandon, no one's talking about it. Brandon Ayuku and this all week. that he's done. Yep. And yep. I'm like, this 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 guy from it, Arizona State, who just came up. I mean, he has been one of those beautiful stories because it did take him a minute, right? His yeah. first season wasn't as as great as everybody thought, and then he really stepped into his role you of course there's the george kittle who yeah. they could always use in a different way in a different slot who does tremendous run blocking speaking of that hello kyle use and yeah. all that he does over there um, you know shout out to the fullbacks <laughs> who are trying to rem- yeah. remind people that they're still out there tremendous piece of that offense too um, i think you're right um, that the, the pieces around him certainly help no question who wouldn't want all of those pieces around him and, and that would give
6: And that was our very own Pat Strothman with MJ Acosta Ruiz to close out Radio Row. Well, that is going to do it for another edition of The Pulse on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Wichita's sports leader, I've been your host and producer today, Jack Johnson, giving you a full list of interviews that our very own Pat Strothman was able to graciously get us down in Las Vegas for Super Bowl 58, which will kick off at 5.30 on Sunday. So enjoy the weekend and enjoy the game, Kansas, or Wichita, excuse me. We'll talk to you on Monday. Wichita's
5: new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton,